you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockold and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockold, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line. We've had to we've had to drag him out of the pub. Unfortunately, we're not we, we're not in the ram today. Uh, but it's Tom Hiscott, the author of the bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. And yourself? Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I had a very pleasant weekend um, because I took my family to Oakfields um, to watch a bit of uh, watch a bit of football. We saw Melksham take on Clevedon in the uh, palatial surroundings of the Sky Bar, which um, I very much enjoyed. My wife was quite pleased with it as well. Juliet, well, she wanted the team in green to win, which was interesting <laughs> because neither team were playing in green, but I've got a sneaking suspicion that she might have her eyes on becoming a goalkeeper one day. Uh, and um, Betty, well, basically, she didn't know what was going on and was far more interested in, in hurtling around the floor. Um, that. Yes, I know. But, um, but now a good time was had by all and um, uh, lovely to get, to get out and watch some Western League football. What did, uh, that's enough of my weekend. Well, how about yourself? How did you get on? Never mind. Well, um, I am, of course, looking at your handiwork in the bulletin at the moment, so it's good to see that that particular publication has made its way onto the uh, the Western League website, and we'll be covering that later, of course, in our in our discussion. Um, but we'll kick off proceedings. Um, this episode is focused on the results starting on the week commencing um, the thirty well the thirtieth of October, which was a Monday. Uh, first fixtures um, were on um, uh, were on Tuesday, and Tom, we start off in the Premier Division with a with a game between Brislington and Cadbury Heath. Yeah, and Cadbury Heath uh, came from behind in this one to, to claim a draw. One all, one all. It finished. Uh, ben Harris uh, fired Brislington ahead uh, ten minutes after after half time uh, before Simon McElroy uh, grabbed the equaliser for for uh, Cadbury Heath. Yeah, finished one all. Few more goals in the first division, where Ashton and Backwell United entertained Canesham Town. Yeah, and it was Canesham Town's really good uh, away form continued. Uh, they were three-two victors uh, on Tuesday evening. A pretty healthy crowd for for a midweek game, uh, and it was Carl Box and Matt Brown who were among the scores for for Canesham in their win. Also on Tuesday, the 31st of October, was a Dorset FA Senior Cup game between Verwood Town and Sherbourne Town, Verwood winning that one 2-1. Now we move on to Wednesday, the 1st of November, and in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers, high-flying Will and, of course, taking on new boys, Hengrove Athletic. Yeah, a strong performance from uh, Will and, uh, 2-0 winners uh, they were on Wednesday, and it was goals and either half uh, from Craig Veal and then Brad Austin uh, leading them to the, the 2-0 win. Now, this was a game I made reference to on last week's podcast. Dorset FA Senior Cup action between Bridport and Weymouth. Of course, Weymouth playing their football a couple of divisions above Bridport, but our cup specialists in uh, giant-killing form again. Uh, Bridport winning this game by two goals to nil in front of a healthy crowd of 159. So, hats off, Bridport. Now then, the bread and butter, of course, of every week's podcast is the games on Saturday. And we start by looking at Saturday, the 4th of November. We're in the Premier Division and we're back at Bridport against bitten. Have we got anything to report, Tom? Unfortunately not, no. The uh, the weather put pay to this one. Uh, fortunately, it was the only game that um, was postponed this weekend, but yeah, unfortunately, uh, they'll have to, 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 to play that game at a later stage of the season. Well, Buckland Athletic, they were at home to Cadbury Heath, and something of an upset, Tom. Yeah, uh, rather incredible. I mean, Buckland, obviously, pretty good home team in general, and they, they look to be on their way to a, to a, to a home win. 2-0 uh, up uh, from Jared Lewington and uh, Gavin Hammond. 
then with less than 30 minutes left on the clock, uh, Cabra Heath uh, staged a remarkable comeback. Uh, Sasha Tong uh, scoring, and there was also a brace for George Boone, uh, and they managed to run out 3-2 victors, uh, three goals in the last half hour. Um, I don't think anyone saw this one coming, and um, yeah, hats off to, to Cabra Heath. Chipping Sobbery Town, they were at home to Hallen. Yeah, and uh, Hallen getting a, a crucial away win. Uh, Aaron Anglin and Tom Bradley helping them defeat uh, Chipping Sobbery, uh, who had actually taken a third-minute lead. Uh, through Jonathan Morgan, but yeah, Hallen uh, running out the 2-1 winners away from home. Good to see Bridgewater Town running roughshod over the um, the curse of the podcast. Um, they travelled to Cribs and um, and they kept up their good run of form. Yeah, uh, a 3-0 win uh, away at Cribs. Uh, three wins uh, on the bounce away from United now. It was goals from Sean Cop, Harry Horton and Ryan Burrows, uh, helping them to the win at the Lawns. Hengrove Athletic, they were at home to Bradford Town. Yeah, the uh, fourth fourth away win uh, mentioned in a row here for Bradford, uh, 2-1 uh, away at Hengrove, a uh, pair of goals close to half-time, uh, so in the first half, uh, stoppage time, Alex Monks uh, knocks home a penalty to put them ahead, and then in the early stages of the second half, they double their advantage through Sam Jordan. Uh, Hengrove did pull a goal back uh, on the hour mark through Ben Crew, but uh, failed to find an equaliser, and uh, Bradford held out uh, to, to play more three points. And now for the game that I was at, Melksham Town against Clevedon Town. Yeah, finally a, a home victor to talk about. And it was uh, a 1-0 win for Melksham. Really healthy crowd, 377. I think the second biggest of the season we've seen so far. Uh, and it was Ryan Bowl uh, scoring the only goal of the game uh, just after half-time. Uh, and uh, a 1-0 win uh, over Clevedon, who had Olive Arms sent off uh, quite late. And uh, Ryan Bowl take a bow, because it was a, it was a very, very well-taken goal. I, I did detect some of the Melksham faithful around me starting to get a little bit nervous that Clevedon were proving somewhat difficult to break down and in fact they were. Plenty of men behind the ball but Melksham stuck to their task stoically and uh, and got their just desserts. A close game as the score would suggest. Clevedon certainly um, played their part so I was I was highly entertained. Well frankly I was happy to just get out of the house um, and get to watch a game but um, yes enjoyable there and um, three points well earned there for Melksham Town. Now for your team Tom, odd down. They were in action against Wellington. Yeah, Bob Downs, uh, they grabbed a nice to get a win. Uh, Sixth uh, win in the league this season. Uh, coming uh, from a pair of first-half goals, uh, Asa White knocking down the penalty uh, before James Dunn added a second. Uh, yeah, 2 no winners over uh, Wellington. Shepton Mallet, they were at home to High Flying Street. Yeah, and Street maintained their lead at the top of the table. Uh, a 2 no win away at Shepton. Uh, Steve Murray, um, Mr Reliable, scoring twice uh, either side of half-time uh, in, the, in the win there for Street 2-0. Now, uh, this was a game we discussed on last week's podcast, Tom. Wells against Longwell Green Sports. I called it at the time a, a relegation six-pointer. Mm. Um, two teams battling away at the, uh, the bottom of the table there. Something had to give. And, um, well, ha- how did this one pan out? It was uh, Wells City run out winners uh, 2-0. Uh, they've now pulled seven points clear of uh, Longwell Green at the bottom. Uh, it was 0-0 quite late on, uh, but then a pair of goals from Harry Davidson and then Brandon Abud um, led them to the, the win. And uh, unfortunately, Longwell Green um, remained without a victory so far this season, but um, there's, there's hope for Wells. Well, I took the opportunity of Wales' victory to have a chat with their manager. He's a new manager, Nathan Truckle, formerly a player, and we started by reflecting on that relegation six-pointer. Yes, Ian, yeah, um, like you said, a big, big six-pointer, uh, especially over the last sort of, uh, couple of weeks. Um, it was a 
obviously a game, a, sc- a scrappy sort of game. Obviously, no team willing to make mistakes. Um, and to be honest, uh, just <laughs> going into the lads, just said this. You know, this is a chance. This could be a you know a focal point of the season. Chance to sort of t- turn things around and put a bit more positive step on it. Um, and couldn't have asked anything more really. They've uh, they ground out, worked hard together. Um, I think our fit- sort of fitness showed. We uh, got the last. You got the two goals in the last sort of twenty minutes of the game. Um, but brilliant result, and obviously, hopefully, we can uh, we can build on that and uh, try and take that into our, our next few league games against the other teams that are around us. Because in the context of both your seasons, and um, both yourself and Longwell Green, it was an important. Um, it was a very important match. Uh, obviously, Longwell Green picked up their first point um, a week or so ago. Uh, you have had um, a, a difficult um, set of fixtures recently, but it wasn't that long ago, mid-September, in fact. Uh, you, you picked up a point against um, Bradford Town. Obviously, things had been going well for Wells up until recently, but, but you've, you've had some difficult games against high-flying opposition, Melksham Town in particular. Yes, yeah, like you said, the Bradford game was a yeah, brilliant point. Um, and then, sort of, the spirits were high on that, and I think, sort of, a couple of weeks following on from then, uh, there was a, a player departure. Um, one of the, the main sort of players was the centre back of the team, um, and then a centre midfielder again who had been here for a few years. I think that sort of unsettled the club a little bit, sort of took us by surprise. Obviously, following on to that, we had the Melksham game where we had a, a centre-half sent off within the first sort of five minutes of the game. Um, and it was always going to be a tough ask to get something against Melksham. And obviously, having that go against you, um, you know, Melksham a good team, took their chances and it ended up being a, t- a 10-0 defeat. Um, and then following on from that, obviously, the previous manager resigned. Um, a few more players have left and then I've been asked to come in, sort of steady the ship, uh, being a local lad myself, and just sort of see where we can go, see if we can get a few players back interested. Um, and, like, you know, we took it in. The last couple of games have been difficult, but Longwell Green, we looked at that game and we knew that was a big six-pointer and we wanted to kick on from there, really. And, like I said, see where we can go and try and pick up points with teams around us and keep ourselves in the mix and see whether we can uh, pull ourselves away from the, sort of, the relegation zone, really. Well, if we look at those fixtures you've got coming up, particularly in the run-up to Christmas, you have got a lot of games against sides that are around you, haven't you? You've got Hallam, you've got Brislington, you've got Hengrove and Wellington. So yeah. those are the fixtures, are they, that you've really targeted to see whether you can move Wells away from the bottom of the table? We have, yeah. Um, you know, we are, we're realistic with it. Um, you know, like we said, we want to just take each game as they come because we are trying to bring a few players in. Uh, we've done that over the last couple of weeks, so it's, obviously it's not easy to just chuck a group of 11 players together and sort of expect them to come in and, you know, start picking up points every week. But um, we looked at Saturday to get a clean sheet. was brilliant for the team, brilliant for the keeper. Um, like I said, get the two goals. It's, it's given us a nice little boost of confidence after the last few weeks. Um, and then, yeah, we just, you know, we got Poulton in the cup tomorrow at home. So it's a, a pressure-off game. So we'll have a look at a couple of systems and then, yeah, try and work on, a, work on our shape. Try and really bring a couple of bits of experience players in as we move into the season a bit more but yeah you know we would like to really sort of south side to gain a few points uh, before Christmas and sort of edge our way up the table if we can and try and get a bit more of a positive outlook on it before we get to the you know the new year
Slightly academic, really, to ask what Wells's um, ambitions were this season. Obviously, you've described um, a situation where you've had a change of manager, you've had players that have left, and I think that probably for all of the fans and, to a certain extent, some of the managers listening to this interview, um, that's a situation that's um, quite common in the uh, in the Western League. Clubs do have to adapt and uh, quite often to, to, to player departures, etc. But you've taken the job on as a caretaker role. You've talked about tightening up at the back. You've got that clean sheet against Longwell Green Sports. What are your ambitions in the next couple of months as caretaker for um, for Wells? What targets have you set the players? As, as a player, like I said, as a player, I was always 100%, you know, full commitment to the cause. Um, and I've just gone in and sort of laid out as I would expect as a player, you know, give me 100%, I'll give you 100%. We can only build from there. Um, realistically, we know the position the club's in um, so financially we can't bring in players you know on a, on a money side of things we need just winning players committed players who want to come in and, and do a job see if they can help steer the, steer the club away from where we are um, I, I honestly would be happy if we can move a couple positions up the table um, like I said get back in the mix with the, the Brisingtons the Hallands sort of see if we can nick a couple points off them um, but realistically the, the long term objective is just to get a steady footing ready for the club keep us in the Western Premier League that is my objective and what all the players all the fans want down there um, just to see us get out of the position we're in and you know hopefully we've, I've had a few words with people around the club and they're all in full support of that and we can start to do that and like I said Saturday we take that on gives us a bit of confidence and hopefully you know a few more good results and we can see that coming into fruition really one final question. We've talked about um, the business at the bottom end of the table, but as a player and, and now as a manager, you will have had a chance to have a look at some of the teams um, at the top of the table, the likes of Street. We've talked about Melksham, of course, as well. What teams that you've come up against so far this season have impressed you? I'd say, well, you just mentioned the two of them there, really, that have uh, caught my eye. Um, Street, uh, you know, they've got a good setup there, um, good group of players in, and obviously a manager that's come from Southern League experience. Uh, to see them, the way they've set up, um, I'd be surprised if they weren't top two. I think really they are favourites to win win the league this season. Um, and then you've got your Melshams, always being a fan of Buckland as well, the setup down there. I think the players they've got down there, they're always there and thereabouts. So I think really you could look at those three teams, Street, Melksham and, uh, and Buckland, ready to be knocking on the door for promotion this season. Nathan, thank you very much for your time. Um, it's always It always impresses me no end when a player um, steps up to take on the manager's role, particularly at a time of crisis. So um, uh, I salute you and we'll be keeping an eye out for your results for the rest of the season. Hopefully you can plot Wells's great escape. Brilliant, Andy. Yeah, thank you very much. And my thanks to Nathan for his time there. And finally, in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers, high-flying Will and Rovers, they were taking on Brislington. Yeah, indeed. Uh, a really good win for Will and 4-0. They've now won four of their previous five uh, league games. Uh, a 4-0 win this was over Brislington. And uh, Craig Veal, who obviously scored in midweek, uh, he opened the scoring after just six minutes. Uh, and then Luke Alden doubled the lead uh, after James Blake had had a penalty save for the home side. Uh, Veal then added another uh, just after the hour mark before Brad Alston, uh, another man who scored in midweek, completed the scoring uh, 20 minutes from time, so 4-0 uh, victory for Willand. And now we take a look into the first division, and we start with Bishop Sutton at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, and uh, Corsham, uh, a 2-1 win away from home for them. Uh, Billy Cookson um, was the main man for them. Uh, he laid on the assist for Ben Wickens' opener, and then after 
Bishop Sutton had got back on level terms. Cookson then, uh, then was the scorer of a terrific uh, goal uh, from outside the area and uh, led, led caution to the 2-1 win. Bishop's Lydiard, they were at home to Oldland Abertonians. And it was the away, away side that ran out victors here as well. Uh, Oldland 3-1 away at Bishop's Lydiard. Uh, two goals after half-time from Ollie Trevathan, uh, followed no from Josh Southway uh, in their 3-1 win. Um, Bristol Telephones, they've been on a wobble, Tom, and they were at home to Wincanton Town. Yeah, unfortunately that's continued for the uh, the Bristol side. Um, 3-0 they went down to, to Wincanton. Uh, it was a brace from Dan Wise and also a goal from Gary Chapman, uh, leading the, the away side to a, to a pretty comfortable victory. Yes, a bad line. Boom, boom. Um, he says, jinxing the rest of this telephone interview. <laughs> Chard Town, could they overcome the curse of the podcast? They were at home to Canesham Town. They did all right. They got a one-all draw uh, against Canesham. Uh, they managed to equalise for Alex Staffy in the uh, 32nd minute uh, after they'd uh, gone down to an early goal from Cameron Shawnee. So, yeah, a share of the points there. Not too bad for the Chard, uh, the one-all draw. Cheddar, the cheese men, uh, they were at home to Almondsbury. Yeah, a game I picked out last week as one I was looking forward to, and it was Cheddar who, who ran out the winners here. It was a close one, uh, just the one goal to split the sides, and it was Robbie Maggs who scored for the, uh, the Cheese men, uh, and they, they continue on their merry way, a 1-0 win over Almondsbury. Chippenham Park, they were at home to Sherbourne Town. Yeah, and Sherbourne, um, now off the bottom of the table this, uh, following this 4-2 win. Uh, ben Pring and Ryan Tyrell had scored for, for Chippenham, but um, they were then hit by a, a really good... Good performance from Sherbourne. Um, Harry Vanderville, he's doing really well this season. He scored twice again, uh, adding to goals from Mark Keynes and Elliot Mann. Four-two uh, win for Sherbourne. Devizes Town, they were at home to Roman Glass St George. Yeah, and there was a, a draw here. So Roman Glass St George had gone two goals up uh, at Nursey Road on the on, away from home, uh, thanks to a long-range effort from Joe Swift and then a headed finish from uh, Ryan Radford. Uh, but then Devizes got back into the game just before half-time through Jake Roberts. Uh, and they managed to claim the equaliser after half-time through Jake Walters. Radstock Town, they were at home to Portishead Town. And it's Radstock, uh, the, the really good home form that continued for them. Uh, 4-2 win at home to Portishead, uh, and it was Jack Biddescombe scoring twice, uh, sandwiched by goals from uh, Matt Minnis and James Rustle, uh, and they ran out, yeah, 4-2 win uh, at home to uh, Portishead. Uh, Warminster Town, they were at home to Ashton and Backwell United. Yeah, this is where all the goals were, seven of them, and uh, four of them went to Ashton and Backwell, and they ran out four free winners uh, away at Warminster. Uh, Paul Uppington uh, scored a brace for the away side, and there also goals for Sam Thomas and Sol Shearer in their impressive win. Now, Welton Rovers, the Green Army, they were at home to Malmesbury, Victoria. Yeah, and nobody can stop Welton at the moment. Um, Two-nil winners uh, at home to Malmesbury. Chris Pyle scoring for the sixth consecutive match. Uh, really good hot streak for him. He scored both goals in this game. Uh, and uh, as, as Welton's Twitter account, he continues to pile on the goals. And there is a 2 0 win for Welton. Well done there. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, uh, and finally, in the first division, Westbury United at home to Khan Town. There could only be one result here, surely. Didn't run out of the way we'd expect. And they do remain top, Westbury, but they fell to a 1 0 defeat at home to Khan. Uh, Stuart Windsor scoring the only goal of the game 11 minutes from time. So he was very much the hero for Khan. Uh, they're 20th, uh, so yeah, <laughs> well, really, really, really good result for them. Um, Westbury, um, unfortunately, that's their second defeat of the season. Yes, and I, um, I took the opportunity of that fantastic result for Calmtown to catch up with one of their joint managers. I spoke to Ben Redford and I started off by asking him about that fantastic result away at Westbury United. If I'm being totally honest, so um, me and Clive went there, we would have been happy to take a point away. But during the game, we grew into the game more and more as the game went on. 
um, we thoroughly think we deserve the win. So we're delighted with the three points. It was tight, wasn't it? You only um, uh, second half goal. Um, you won one nil. Um, I mean, did, was that your game plan uh, against Westbury? Obviously, they're going incredibly well in this in, in the league this season. Did you want to keep it tight? Did you want to frustrate them? Uh, to be honest, we didn't change formation at all, but we slightly changed our approach. We didn't want to leave ourselves too open. We knew they're a great attacking team, and we knew our chances. We'd have to take them, which. In the first half, we had two golden opportunities to go ahead. Um, we missed them, and we thought that might have been our luck gone. But in the second half, once the red card came, I think that changed the game. And to be honest, we could have won by two or three, but delighted with the three points and a clean sheet. Absolutely. You've, you've been in good form of late, but it's been a funny couple of months, hasn't it? You've um, struggled in September, but in October, things certainly um, have started to improve. And they started uh, with that 2-0 win against Malmesbury Victoria. Um, it, 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 what, what do you put that down to? I think at the start of September, we, had, we were unlucky in the first few games we lost. And then the heads went down. We had a couple of injuries, but me and Clive were a bit naive in our team selection. He would always go and try and outpass and go out to attack him maybe against sides, which just opened us up. And we had the little break on the 14th. I remember we had a sit down. Um, we spoke to the players before the game against Malmesbury and just changed the system, changed our approach to each game. Um, and since then, we've been absolutely superb. So it is down to the players, but it's also down to the way we've changed our approach to each game. Now, I know this is your first um, job as a manager in Saturday football. When you started at the beginning of the season, what was your remit? What was the targets that you set for yourself and the squad? Well, when we had a chat with the committee, basically um, the main objective was to improve on last year because that was a disappointing year for Count. It was to stay clear of the bottom two. Anything other than that was would be a bonus. But me and Clive set ourselves a little target. We would have... Um, like to be mid-table, that would have been a good season. Obviously, after the slow September, we thought that was going to be more and more difficult, but things are looking okay now. We won't get too carried away. Hopefully, we can carry our little run going tonight and see where we end up. Yeah, you're in action um, against Malmesbury, Victoria. You're travelling to Malmesbury. You're on the road again on Saturday. You're coming up against Cheddar. Now, that's going to be one hell of a test, isn't it? Because Cheddar have really turned their season around. That's going to be a real barometer of how your boys are going. Yeah, when we looked at the fixtures last night, when we saw the tough November we had, I mean, Westbury away, Malmesbury away and Cheddar away, all in the space of seven days, we thought we really needed to get a win at the back end of... October, which we did. It was great to get the win Saturday, but obviously I want we want to get some more points starting tonight. And we know Cheddar's going to be a tough game because they're, they're flying. You, I mean, you've got other um, high-flying sides as well coming up um, in the run into Christmas. You've got Radstock Town at Brem Hillview. Um, you entertain Bristol Telephones and um, and Canesham Town. Where would you like to see the side around Christmas? To be honest, as long as we're not anywhere near the bottom. I know we're going to be close to the bottom, but points-wise, I'd like to be stretch that gap a bit more between us and the bottom two sides and get a little closer to mid-table. But we know that we've got tough games. We've got Radstock coming up, who are a great side. We went there and we were under the cosh the whole game, but managed to nick a point, so that's going to be a tough one. Bristol Telephones are superb going forward, so that's going to be another tough test, but 
we're, we're up for the challenge and the lads are up for every game. Well, you've talked about some of the big boys in the first division. Um, of those sides you've played so far, who's impressed you the most? Who do you think are going to be the big contenders for promotion this season? Obviously, the ones that stick out are Westbury and the Bristol Telephones. I thought that before the season because we know all the Westbury lads. We know they're a great side, a well-run club. Um, when we played Bristol Telephones, you could tell they meant business. But the side who impressed me really is um, when Oldland come over. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they come on the back of their 7-0 win against Caution. So we know it was going to be a real tough game. We found ourselves 2-0 down after 10 minutes. And I thought, oh, no, here we go again. Managed to get back in the game. Had the woodwork to thank. Otherwise, they could have been 4 or 5 up. But we managed to snatch a point at the end. But, yeah, they impressed me. And also, Radstock, they were a good side. I always like it when we get a new name thrown in the hat because, of course, last season, Hengrove came from virtually nowhere uh, and they went on a you know, fantastic run around Christmas and it can really set sides up in the second half of the season. So the likes of Cheddar, Welton Rovers, Radstock Town, now Oldland Abertonians, there's a lot of, there's a lot of teams there that, that your managerial colleagues are calling out as, as, as possible contenders come the end of the season. If you had to ask me now if I could pick a winner, I couldn't because in this league, I heard um, Neil from Westbury say a couple of weeks ago, he said, if you're not at it, you will lose no matter who you play. And I couldn't agree anymore. But from what I've seen, I, I think it'll be out of Westbury, Telephones and Oldland to win the league. Now, one final question for you, Ben. Um, we've had a chat about the upcoming fixtures in the league, but I noticed that you've got a game in the Wiltshire Senior Cup um, coming up on the 14th of November. You're playing Bemerton Heath Harlequins. W one of the things that always fascinates me is um, some, of, um, some clubs can be distracted by... Uh, the cup competitions but obviously not everybody can push for major honours not everybody can push for promotion or the league championship so for other clubs often a cup run pretty much in any cup um, uh, can can be a, can be a, a welcome boost uh, and also obviously for the fans as well just as a, in your own in you know in your own mind as manager of Khan how do you view the, um, the the county senior cup is it is, is it a help is it is it a help or a hindrance to be honest, it was a help because we were on that bad run. We had five straight defeats and then we had the break and then we had the County Cup game against Malmesbury. And that's what started our little run going. So, to be honest, it has been a help. We got the game next Tuesday against Bemerton. I'd like to win that and get into the next round. And who knows, hopefully get one of the big teams at home, maybe Chippenham or Salisbury, get a good crowd in. That'd be good for the club. Excellent stuff. Well, Ben, we, we wish you luck in all competitions. Thank you very much for taking the time um, to speak to us and good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Cheers. My thanks to Ben Redford for his time then. So that brings us to the close of the fixtures that, have, uh, that, we've, that we've been covering. We now look ahead to the week commencing. Uh, well, it'll be the first fixtures on Tuesday, the 7th of November and um, a Premier League tie. We've got Longwell Green Sports there at home to Bridport. That's a 7.30 kickoff. And then in the first division, Tom, two matches. Yeah, a pair of fixtures on Tuesday in the first division. We've got Ashton and Backroy United hosting Bishop's Lydia at 7.30 and then at 7.45 we've got Countdown travelling to take on Malmesbury Victoria. And then it's it's massive Vars action, isn't it? We've got a very busy weekend, actually. We've got the Vars, we've got the Premier Division, we've got the First Division. We'll kick off with the Vars and we'll kick off with Buckland Athletic. Yeah, and in an all-tool station tie, they take on Bradford Town. That's the pick of the games this weekend, by the looks of it. Uh, we've got, then got quite a lot of away games for our sides. 
Uh, Bridgewater Town travelling to take on Farnham Town. Hengrove Athletic travelling to the Isle of Wight to take on Newport. Uh, we've got Wellington, uh, they're on the road also, they take on Scholling. And Melksham Town, they travel to take on Wantage Town. Uh, and then a, a home game uh, for Willand Rovers, uh, they host Westfield. Now then, moving into the Premier Division, Bridport take on Chipping Sodbury Town, Brislington are at home to Shepton Mallet, Cadbury Heath entertain Clevedon Town, Cribs take on Street, Hallen take on Well City, and Longwell Green Sports, they're at home to Odd Down. Plenty of fixtures to talk about in the First Division, Tom. Do you want to kick us off with Almondsbury? Indeed, yes. So Almondsbury, they host Sherborne Town. Uh, we've got Bishop's Lydiard uh, versus Warminster Town. Chard take on Bristol Telephones. Uh, Cheddar take on Calm. Uh, Radstock travel to take on Caution. Uh, Malmesbury travel to take on Devizes. Uh, we've got Oldland versus Welton. Uh, Porter's Head versus Bishop Sutton. Roman Glass and George, they'll take on Chippenham Park. Uh, we've got the leaders, Westbury, they're at home to Ashton Blackwell United. And finally, we've got Canesham Town, they travel to take on Wing Canton Town. Now, before I let you talk about the leading goal scorers in the league, Tom, um, which of those fixtures um, stand out for you? I mean, Welton Rovers uh, in their form, they got an away game at uh, Oldland, who obviously had a good win on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, and then also Caution v Radstock catch my eye a little bit in the first division as well, uh, obviously outside of Buckland's uh, big tie with Bradford in the, uh, in the uh, FA Bays. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very difficult, isn't it, to look past um, Buckland and Bradford. But we do um, uh, wish our sides well in the Vars. And, uh, well, it should make for a very entertaining um, podcast next week. Plenty of football um, to talk about. But before we do that, we should pay um, pay tribute to our sharps shooters, Tom. Um, you've got the uh, the league hot shots. Uh, do you want to do you want to take us? T- uh, do you want to tell us who's hot and who's not? Indeed. So in the Premier Division, uh, our leading scorers for league goals, we've got Gary Higdon. Uh, Melksham, he's got 16. Uh, Steve Murray of Street, he has 13. And then one behind uh, Buckland Athletics, uh, Jared Lewington has 12. Uh, in the first division, uh, Adam Jones leads the way at the moment. He's got 12 for Cheddar. Uh, and then we've got three players so on 11. We've got Matt Brown of Canesham, Marcus Cook of Wincanton, and Danny Golding of Bristol Telephones. And then in all competitions, our leading scorer is Gary Higdon. He has 17 goals. Uh, Steve Murray's one behind on 16. Uh, and then with 14 apiece, we've got Sasha Tong of and we have Luke Morton at Woodland Rovers. Well, I'll have a quick look at the Premier Division table, and uh, sitting on top of the pile at the moment is Street. They've played 15, they've got 35 points. Woodland Rovers in second, played four teams, so that's one game less than 32 points. Their goal difference is much superior um, mm. to Street, so uh, if they did uh, win that game in hand, then Woodland Rovers would indeed go top. Melksham Town are sitting in third, played 16. Uh, 31 points, exactly the same number of points as Bradford Town, who've played two games less, and then we come to Buckland Athletic on 29 points. So that's six um, points there separating um, the top five in the Premier Division. At the bottom, it's um, really Longwell Green at the moment still cast well adrift, one point from... Um, 13 games. Well, City above them. They've uh, they've played 15. They've got eight, and that puts them three points behind Wellington. They've played 13, and they've got 11. And then it's Hallen, 12 points from 12 matches, and Hengro 14 points uh, from 14 uh, matches. So if Wells can go on a little bit of a run, uh, then maybe um, they can start to pull themselves up the table. Now, Tom, what's uh, who are the runners and the riders in the first division? It's just a tie in the first division at the top as it was the, uh, the Premier Division. We've got Westbury United still clinging on to the top spot. Uh, played 16, they have 32 points. Uh, Cheddar in second, uh, 17 played, 31 points, so they're a further point back from uh, Westbury. We've then got Welton Rovers, obviously 
Red Hot form. They've also played 17. They are on 30 points. And then a further point back to Canesham. They've only played 15. So they're the team uh, with the games in hand. 15 played 29 points. So just three points covering the top four. Uh, and then we've also got Oldland and Radstock uh, rounding out the top six. They're both on 27 from 15 games. Now then, it's time for our traditional um, parish notices section. And... Um, uh, again, very little incoming traffic from the Western League family, it would be fair to say, so I'm, I'm afraid I can't do a great job of letting you know about upcoming events, etc. But um, I, I thought I might um, I might tell you about a little piece of merchandise uh, that I received in the post today when I was at work. I'd nearly forgotten about it, but um, I was very pleased to receive my Welton Rovers training top. Now, Welton Rovers do a very good um, job of promoting themselves, and I've talked about uh, I've talked about that on the podcast before, on social media, on Facebook, and on particularly on, on Twitter. But one of the other things that's caught my eye, and I'm, I'm assuming that the money does go to the club, um, so uh, I think it's a good initiative on that front as well, is that you, you can buy um, shirts and now training tops. Last, well, a couple of seasons ago, I purchased um, a, tra- a, a club shirt uh, for myself and a friend of mine and uh, did all of that online. And uh, recently, uh, a training shirt was launched and uh, it's very, very nice um, livery as well. Campesinos uh, on the front there, uh, uh, and a uh, very nice, uh, very nice piece of kit kept me warm today as I was um, as I was trundling around Midsummer Norton High Street. So um, good initiative, another great one from um, from Welton Rovers, and uh, I do know that um, a lot, plenty of clubs. I mean, Melksham Town, you can um, you can buy um, a fair bit of merchandise as well. But I think that actually, um, I'll uh, it'll be it's well worth us on the podcast taking a bit of a nose around some of the Western League clubs just to see what supporters can lay their hands on. Now, Tom, are you a bit of a fan of merchandise? Do you like picking up the odd um, emblem and item? Uh, yeah, definitely so. I mean, uh, shirts um, and stuff like that. I'm all, all in on that sort of stuff, yeah. Well, I think if uh, if it raises a few quid for our members' clubs, it can't be that bad. Clearly, there are some examples like the one of Welton Rovers where clubs are, are able to do it, and it might be something that li- listeners out there have uh, are interested in exploring with their teams, but they but they don't know where to start. Well, some of our member clubs clearly do, and um, uh, I'd like to think that um, uh, it's th- it's the sort of thing that will grow and grow because, of course, uh, if you're wandering around with a with a liveried shirt, um, then you are spreading the word of your team as well as showing the support. So there you. You go that's um that's my that's my thought for the day now then before we wrap things up tom um i mentioned your bulletin at the top of the show that is now available for people to download online isn't it yeah that's on the uh, western uh, premier league website um and along the top on one of the tabs uh, on the bulletin yeah and is your article in this week's non-league paper yeah 150 odd words or so on the uh, premier division roundup which is in the uh, step five and six section tom thank you very much as always for your time welcome And I look forward to catching up with you next week, reflecting on those FA Vars matches in the next Tool Station Western League podcast.